Natalie. And I'm Paul. Welcome back to God Hates Fang's True Blood podcast. This week we'll be discussing the True Blood season 6 premiere, Who Are You Really? Uh, you may have noticed that we haven't done a new podcast in a while. No, sorry. Uh, we've, got a, we've got a good reason though. Yeah. Um, it's because Nat is having a little baby. Yeah, having a little baby shifter. So, <laughs> little shifter. So, so, well, yeah. so if you've got any... Uh... So yeah, so apologies uh, for failing to deliver on our promise of the, the special ones. Uh, yeah, we, 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 we did intend to do some other podcasts during the hiatus between seasons, but I had morning sickness and stuff and you know. <laughs> so uh, yeah, if you've got any suggestions for True Blood themed names for our baby... Oh, and you may have noticed that um, our logo uh, looks a little bit small and pathetic on iTunes at the moment. Yeah. Why is this now? Why is this? It's because we, we had an email from iTunes saying that podcast logos now have to be like a million pixels square or something. Oh, really? It wasn't that. It was something like It was some stupid new rule that they brought in. So, so basically I'll, we need to sort a new one we out. We need to make a new logo. <laughs> it, just, it was easier just to put a big white border around it. But uh, we were, we're, we're going to redo the logo at some point. So, uh, yeah, so uh, listen, uh, yeah, listeners' comments uh, from Twitter, at um, 70 Sons said, so happy, a new podcast is coming, yep. your pods are the essential companion to true blood. What a, what a clever Thank person. You. <laughs> <laughs> you are a man of taste. <laughs> uh, we've got one from Righty Red 420 he says, oh my God, it's back, fucking hell. Um, please give us a wee shout out. Um, so, there you go, there it is. It's, <laughs> a uh, shout out. it's Kill Bill time, as you say. Um, you can contact us on Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, you can email the website, and you can subscribe subscribe, <laughs> subscribe on iTunes. We've forgotten how to talk. How do we talk? Um, so, uh, yeah, so let us know, uh, were you apprehensive about the new season? Apprehensive uh, about the new season? Oh, yeah, because it's quite a, quite a good ending, wasn't it? Quite a cliffhanger we had with old Billiff and... I was apprehensive because, I don't know, I was worried this season was going to be bad, to be honest. <laughs> hey, hey, especially especially when you consider how good season three, Game of Thrones. Yeah, True Brothers got a lot to live up to after... Oh, okay, what, what about the... After... Uh, we can't oh. talk about Game of Thrones, but yeah. But what, but what about the... in the? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Game of Thrones is, oh. is legendary. It is so, up there. Actually, no, it was actually... I was, I was apprehensive about this season of True Blood, but having watched the first episode, it was nice... To have a kind of a lighter, more humorous program uh, after how intense true um, Game of Thrones was, and also it just seemed so consistent from last season. It's as if we've not had a, any yeah, time off. It was it's, quite yeah. <laughs> I wasn't thinking, wow, that person looks different, or that person looks older, or any of that. I was kind of thinking that I'd forgotten a lot of stuff though. Really? Yeah, I, was, I kept thinking. Uh, oh, well, when we get into the story, okay. I'll, I'll tell you what stuff. I've just forgot everything. So should we should we do the episode recap? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, firstly, uh, Stephen Moyer directed this episode. Directed it naked. Presumably. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, the show's makers thought he did a kick-ass job last time, as they've given, it, given him the honour of directing the first episode of the new season. Well done, Stephen Moyer. I think he's directing... I read that he's directing a film that's written by Dennis O'Hare. Oh. That plays uh, King Russell. Or awesome. plays King Russell. So that's cool. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the episode kicked off with a... Uh, oh, yeah, the, the A-team escaping from the authority headquarters. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's, things started with a, a billith point of view shot. So do you think Stephen Moyer kind of employed this technique himself so that he wouldn't <laughs> have to walk around with his... His junk. His junk hanging around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
at the same time that, as he's directed. Yeah, that, has that probably makes more sense. Yeah, but it was quite cool. I like the way, um, I like the way that you saw Suki's fairy light in her mouth mm. from Billy's point of view. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Or when she says, "Oh fuck." Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, there was there was not much naked Bill in this episode, was there? There wasn't. Well, no, there's, I wasn't fussed, to <laughs> no, be honest. No, not, this is not a complaint necessarily, but I know that... Because do you think, because last <laughs> season ended with naked, naked Billeth, there was a lot of ladies expecting sort of three or four episodes. I tell episodes. you, from talking to other True Blood fans online, I think a lot of ladies were genuinely expecting there to be quite a lot of naked Bill this season. Ah, she's been there saving it, <laughs> saving it for later on. Can't give but, you it all at the beginning, but it's too much. Yeah. Also, he's just had babies, hasn't he? So he can't. He's, maybe he's not got his figure back yet. Maybe he's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, in the episode, uh, Eric and Suki uh, legged it before Bill blew up the entire authority headquarters. And um, Suki stacked it into a pile of goo. Um, because it wouldn't be true blood if Suki wasn't covered in goo and. Gore yes. and shit and stuff. And, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just, it's always funny to uh, see someone fall over, really. Was you, was you wondering why Eric didn't just not pick Sookie up and do the super speedo running <laughs> did, did they thing? waste all the budget on something else that they couldn't do any fast vampire running in this episode? Because it was kind of weird. Because the, the last moment of last <laughs> season, Eric kind of goes, Whoosh! Run! And then, and then he looks like he's doing the fast running. <laughs> yeah, and then they were just running normally, and I'm thinking, yeah. why just fucking pick her up and run super speed? Hmm. And then I thought it was weird that Eric was trying to punch through the roof of an elevator and he was making it look really difficult. I was thinking, oh, jeez, come on, we could punch through the roof of an elevator quicker than that. Considering that he can fly and he has like yes. super super strength. He was making it look really awkward, yeah. just fly up there. <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, yeah, and why did Suki... Sorry, I'm just nitpicking here. Yeah, no, go on. Why did Suki have to waste some of her failing fairy powers on making a light when vampires can see in the dark? That's... Fucking point. <laughs> because it looks cool. Because it looked cool. Because it, yes. And to remind us that Suki's losing her vampire powers, I suppose. Yes. That's it. It's all, <laughs> to remind yeah. the viewers what happened last season. Yes. Because we've forgotten everything. It was lucky that we had that long. I'm, I'm assuming everyone has the previously on last season. Yes. It was good that we had that. <laughs> previously I think. on True Blood, and we're going, oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that happened. It's like we talk about this every week and we're still forgotten. <laughs> we should have rewatched last season in the lead up to this season, I think. So anyway, Jason, Pam, uh, Tara, Jessica and Nora are also escaping from the authority HQ and Jason takes out tons more guards Rambo style. Seriously, how many red shirt vampires did, did that place have? That was, that was, that was, it was crazy. They were just never ending. It was, it was, um, yeah. And they were, they were quite rubbish, really, considering that they didn't manage to capture or kill anyone. Yeah, and despite kind of outnumbering them, what, 100 to 1? Yes. Yeah. And they had body armour and laser-sighted weapons and, and shit, and they were just all getting taken out. Shows that Jason rocks. Jason and his fury. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've got a listener comment, and it's from Sarah Sturgis, and um, she says, Is it me, or has Eric's sister gone all, Cool, blimey, Gav. <laughs> I mean, I don't remember her sounding like that last season. Any thoughts? Uh, yeah, she did. I thought she seemed different. Yeah. But I can't put my finger on why. I know that a lot of fans don't like her because they feel that she's interfering with the Pam-Eric dynamic. Oh, yeah, but there's always got to be someone interfering with it. Otherwise, oh, there wouldn't be no a dynamic. Show. Yeah. <laughs> and also, Eric was, was shagging Nora last season and not making any effort to bone <laughs> That's That was my favourite line of last season. What is it? We, we fight like siblings, but fuck like champions. <laughs> 
that's genius. Love it. That's not a line that you can use often in real life. I've tried. Sure. It doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work in real life. It really doesn't. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I think Nora's probably going to be dead by the end of this season, so we won't worry too much about her inconsistent accent. So uh, the A team, uh, they all make it out of the exploding building in a Jack Bauer style SUV. <laughs> Only to look back and see Billy flying like a naked evil Superman, as Jason put it. So we see, so we've seen two new Bill powers. We saw that he's immune to fire. Yeah. And that he can fly like a soaring eagle. Unless the unless the weird screeching noise is a, another superpower, do you think? Maybe like Banshee in X Men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm glad that he didn't do too much screeching because that was a bit annoying. That was a bit. Yeah. Probably a bit hard. <laughs> bit hard on the throat as well yeah. for Stephen. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, on to a, a new character, Creepy Governor Burrell. Yeah, go on, go on there. Uh, well, yeah, we were introduced to uh, Governor Truman Burrell, uh, Governor of Louisiana. Uh, you may recognise um, him as he's played by Arliss Howard, who's uh, in uh, some classic films, Full Metal Jacket. Jurassic Park 2. Jurassic Park 2, <laughs> The Time Traveller's Wife, uh, and Natural Born Killers. I don't remember who he played in any of those films. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I haven't seen The Time Traveller's Wife, but the other film, I don't have seen all the other films. I don't remember next, him. Next time we see him other films, we're, we're spotted. I've seen Natural Born Killers about 20 times, I don't remember him. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think he's not, I think he had hair when he was younger, and that was confusing me, because he's bald now. Anyway, so it turns out that the governor of Louisiana isn't a big fan of vampires, since they've killed like 200 humans in the last past week. But to be fair, how many vampires have Jason and Bill and Eric killed in the last night? Yeah, come on. <laughs> Surely the death toll's starting to even up a little bit. Yeah. And uh, oh, in case you've forgotten, because we forget stuff, so... Uh, the reason that the vampires have been killing humans is that Bill went crazy last season and decided to bomb the true blood factories mm. so that the vampires would be forced to feed on humans. Remember? Yes. Remember that? <laughs> yes. Um, Governor Burrell uh, declares that there's a curfew on vampires leaving their homes at night. No! Uh, vampires are no longer allowed to run businesses. Not even cheesy pseudo-goth nightclubs. No, no businesses. And he encourages humans to go vigilante and kill any vampires they encounter. <gasps> no! Um, this is going to cause huge amounts of beef for the vampires of Bon Tomp. Obviously. Unless Bill if defends them all. <laughs> Or something. I like the way he'd done it. If Bill it like <laughs> Bill if or Bill if that's kind of yeah. Um, luckily though, it seems that some humans are still on the side of the vampires, as one of them chucks blood over the governor in protest. Oh yeah, there was also some uh, anti-vampire protesters ah. present that were holding up banners advertising our podcast. Oh no, wasn't that, wasn't that nice? That was of nice them. of them to advertise our podcast, wasn't it? <laughs> and that was that's in the middle as well. It looked nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I should have took a screen cap of it. Never mind. So, but um, later on, we see the governor wearing his casual leather jacket and having a clandestine meeting with the Miss Suzuki, a representative from the company which owns True Blood. Was she in this last season? No, but didn't, I don't this, remember. didn't this happen in the comics? <laughs> this, kind uh, of. Uh, yes, kind of. I don't know. Well, it depends where it goes, doesn't it? Yes, yes. Uh, so, yeah, he gives the, the True Blood company uh, an old bottling plant in a cunning plan. To keep the vampires of Louisiana happy and paying their taxes. Surely there's something fishy going on here. He seems like a devious little shit, he doesn't does. he? I mean, is he, <laughs> is he the super villain for this season, possibly? I thought, well, we thought that Billy was going to be the super villain of the season. But yeah. it seems uh, maybe we, not. We don't know. Maybe this guy's going to be the villain. Um, it's, it's also possible, though, that he wants to use the bottle implant to poison vampires, like, yes, like in the comics. something that happens in the comics. It did kind of come across like he was going to do something evil mm. and dastardly. And, uh, yeah, 
also regarding all this controversy with people now all starting to turn against the vampires, um, do you think it's going to come out that Eric killed some general last season? Yeah. There was some general that went and visited the authority. Yes. And then yes. Eric kind of beheaded him or something. He'd done something crazy. He did something. <laughs> he killed him in a gross way that I've forgotten. Wasn't there also was footage? Really cool. Wasn't there some footage of Steve Newlin and Russell killing <gasps> yes. an entire frat house? Yeah. Yeah. That they all forwarded. Eric Didn't Eric and Nora say, yeah, we'll go and destroy the footage? And they left and then they didn't destroy the footage because they became good guys. They became goodies again. Yes. They? yes <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> so, yeah, that was... Uh, so, yeah, there's that was, probably a lot of beef for the vampires. That's Governor Burrell, so, yes. yeah, howdy. Uh, so, the, the beach stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of beach stuff. A lot of beach stuff. The, the, the A-team, they pull over at some random beach, and they, they all have their own little emo moments with each other, don't they? Yeah, it was touching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pam, Pam's all sad that... Eric didn't tell her about his super annoying Mary Poppins sister. Um, she and Tara have a heart-to-heart, which ends in them having a nice cosy hug and getting sand in their coochies. Yeah, this is confusing because uh, it's kind of implied later that they had sex, which surprised the fans as it, they weren't shown having sex in this scene. Yeah, it's not like true blood to <laughs> miss an opportunity, is it? To show a bit of, I don't know, interracial lesbian vampire sex action. Yes. Yeah. But, um, you know, all you saw was Tara buttoning up her trousers afterwards. But, but like I said earlier, like the Naked Bill stuff, Billiff, you, you can't have all this in the first episode. Maybe they're saving I mean, they're it. saving the lesbian sex. Yeah, yeah maybe. For the extras on the DVD. <laughs> but it was weird. That, that, yeah, no, it was strange when they mentioned later that they'd had sex and it's like, what? When? When did this happen? <laughs> anyway. Uh, Nora and Eric confer regarding the nature of Billith. Yeah, Nora's of the opinion that uh, drinking an entire vial of Lilith blood will make Bill a super dangerous mofo, and they should just do away with him. <gasps> Never. Uh, she also glamours Jason to find out about Warlow's connection to the stackhouses, which kind of pisses Jason off. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he tells the vampires to stop brain raping him. Um, which is not going to happen. No, Jason. it's not. Is it? <laughs> not really. Um, so is Jason going back to the vampire? Hater of season two, do you think? Is this, is this his story for the season? Or is there... Or are they going to bring back the Were-Panthers? Well, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Panther babies, they're, you know, they're still waiting. We're still, we're still waiting, waiting for, for the Panther them. babies, motherfuckers. There's a lot, there's a lot of single-parent <laughs> Panthers out there at the moment, I think. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think... Yeah, no, is Jason... Jason kind of disowned Sookie, so is he going back to being... Um, Badass. Yeah. Um, Friendship of the Sun, Jason. Yes. Possibly. Um, Nora, Nora, anyway, <laughs> uh, Nora revealed uh, that Warlow is, is actually the progeny of Lilith. What? Yeah. Which, <laughs> really? Which adds an interesting dynamic to the storyline, doesn't it? Yeah. Does this mean that the Bill might... Well, well, I think it's pretty obvious. It means that Bill might be able to control Warlow as though he were his maker. Yeah. Bill's now got Lilith's powers. Yeah. So it's going to be a big Bill versus Warlow Vamp off. Yeah, and everyone fighting for Suki at the same time. Yeah. For some reason or other. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> uh, Suki and Jessica have a little chat about their Bill love. Uh, Suki says she felt Bill die, but Jessica is reluctant to believe it. Yeah, a lot of um, a lot of Eric fans were pissed off about this scene because Suki made a reference to the fact that she used to love Bill, mm. um, which I kind of think is a bit of a silly complaint because later on she, she stakes Bill mm. in this episode <laughs> and she keeps making sexy eyes at Eric. Yeah, she's just too <laughs> indecisive, isn't she? It's a bit of a tease. <laughs> it's like, oh, I love Bill. I hate Bill. I'm going to kill him. <laughs> I don't like Eric, but flutter, flutter. <laughs> yeah, Suki, just, just 
Anyway, uh, <laughs> Jessica feels Bill summoning her. Only now that he's Super Bill, it was like he was making her heart explode or some craziness. Uh, yeah, Suki says that she'll go with Jessica because obviously Suki can't see danger without walking straight into it. <laughs> um, Eric volunteers to go along too, which seems sensible, um, and he tells Pam to take Tara back to Fantasia. Uh, I'm like, I'm confused. Last season, did did something happen between Eric and Pam? Yeah, he's, he's, he let her go, didn't he? Yeah, but that was nice in a nice way, wasn't it? Yeah, but now she's kind of. I know she's angry that he's got a secret sister, but why is he being funny towards Pam? I'm confused. I don't know. I can't remember what happened. I thought it's just because of the Suki love when he kind of lost his memory. Did she try and kill Suki or something? Um, I don't know. Something happened and we've forgotten. Tell us. <laughs> Tell us. Email us. <laughs> tweet us. Um, or is he just trying to protect Pam? Yeah, he's just trying to... Maybe he's got to put on a different sort of Eric vibe because his sister is there. Maybe. So he's just been a douche. Oh yeah, maybe. But um. Uh, anyway, uh, in case you were confused, yeah, uh, I am. <laughs> uh, during this scene, the, the, the gang were driving from New Orleans to Bontemp, right? Mm-hmm. I googled this, and uh, this is a journey of roughly five hours. Wow. Um. So and there's, there's beaches near New Orleans, right? So presumably they stopped off near New Orleans mm-hmm. at the beach. And then, but then it didn't really make sense that five hours elapsed between the beach sequence and them arriving back at Bon Tomp. Because then surely, because half the night would already happened in this episode and the previous episode. Surely, by the time they got home, it would have been daylight, wouldn't it's, it? Yeah, exactly. So I was confused. It's like when um, Lafayette and Jesus went to Mexico and it took them like 20 minutes to drive there. Hey, and surely Jessica's heart <laughs> would have sort of given out by then, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. Her heart was on the verge of exploding. What, and then they drove five hours like, to get home? It was like pumping out of her chest, wasn't it? Yeah, why didn't she just super run home? Yeah. <laughs> or did that happen? I <laughs> Did you think the beach stuff dragged on a little bit? Was it a, just a... Do you think it was It was kind of a cool-down moment from all the, all the mayhem stuff. from last season and this season, the start? Yeah. It was just a breather. Like yeah, it. a bit of a change of pace after all the action. So anyway, let's talk about the wolf pack shit that no one really gives a fuck about. <laughs> anyway, meanwhile, Elsie goes cannibal and eats the arms of the previous pack leader. Whose name? Uh, do, you, do you remember his name? No. Yeah, uh, we've pretty much forgotten his name. <laughs> I was going to say Marcus, but that was the one no, before the last. Dude. That was the other guy. <laughs> no, that, really... that was Luna's ex, wasn't it? Yeah, he was pack leader. He was last season as well, And then there was some old dude that was pack leader, and that's the guy oh, that Elsie... Oh, yeah, the old dude that got on the V. No, that's the one that Elsie... Uh, yeah, that's yeah. the one whose name we're trying oh, to... Oh, what was his name? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, what it was, was his it name? It was some redneck name. But... I can't remember. <laughs> I, yeah, did you think he'd turn into a wolf to eat the guy's arm? Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of surprised when he just... Chomp down a bit. Chair down on someone's <laughs> janky <Quite> arm. Weird. <laughs> so Martha points out that Elseed might become a bit of a cock now that he's pack leader. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Elseed's girlfriend, Ricky. Uh, oh, yeah, he took V as well, didn't he? Yeah. So he but might... that was just purely for the... Yeah, but he might carry on taking oh. it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Elseed's girlfriend, Ricky, seems a bit pissed off that Elseed's getting loads of wolf poons hang now. <laughs> uh, but she lets him know that she's still his main bitch by instigating a threesome. It's probably better having a threesome. Um, it's probably better having Poontang as a person than as a wolf, isn't it? Because obviously, when we see them getting down to it, they're always in their, their person form. Yeah, we're still waiting for that wolf sex scene. Yeah. Do you think that'll come this season? <laughs> I just thought that was really kind of. I don't know. It's like, what? So, the only way you can be empowered as a woman is to let your boyfriend have a threesome with you and another woman? 
There's something, there's bad feminism here. (laughs) It doesn't make sense. I like that empowerment. (laughs) You can have that empowerment. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway, there was not, there was, there was nowhere near enough of Alcide's super cool dad in this scene. No. But it was nice to see. (laughs) T2000. It was nice to see some real wolves. Um, even if they look a bit small compared to the giant dire wolves in Game of Thrones. Yes, they're natural wolf size, not CGI wolf size like yes. in Game of Thrones. Yes. Uh, do you think? Did it kind of feel like they threw in the werewolf sexy stuff because there was no other sexy stuff in this episode? <laughs> yeah, no one else got laid in in this episode. So, well, apart from Tara. And oh Pam. yeah, that didn't happen. We, we didn't see it. Damn it! I would have swapped <laughs> that one for yeah the three. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, the relationship we care about. No, and every oh, uh, yeah. In every single review of this episode that I read, and literally, I'm not even kidding here. Mm. Every review that I read of this episode, and most of the comments as well, uh, people were complaining that um, they don't really give a shit about this werewolf. Story, <laughs> <Yeah>. Unfortunately, <laughs> sorry, Alcid. <laughs> uh, well, I suppose apart from the fans of shirtless Alcid, apart from the yeah, did apart- he carry anyone in this episode? <laughs> Was there any? Ca- well, did he carry anyone? Uh... No. No. Oh. It carried an arm, and then it. it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> on to the never-ending trauma of Sam Balot's life. <laughs> yes, um, Sam, Luna, and Emma also escape from the authority warehouse, and Luna dies immediately. Immediately. Ah. I thought she'd be around for like half the season. I thought she'd be in hospital or something at I, least. I, I thought she'd survive. I didn't think she'd die. <sighs> it, it was abrupt, wasn't it? Yeah. It's just like she was there and then all of a sudden, bang, dead. So we weren't really given time to dwell on the death of a major character, was I we? Know. I'm sad. I'm sad that Luna is dead because I, I don't know how other ladies feel about this, but I think she was the only female character who you could relate to because the rest were kind of stupid yeah, or, or evil or, or a bit slutty or Hoyt's mama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's the kind of the normal woman, even though she was a shapeshifter. She was the kind of girl that I rooted for and I liked her and Sam together. Is she, defi- is she definitely dead? Are we, 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 is it death? One of the guards kind of stepped over and said, this one's dead. Yep. That's, that's so pretty, I think that's she's pretty dead. dead, isn't it? Okay, so Luna's dying wish is that Sam should raise Emma. So obviously, there will be a tedious custody battle between <sighs> Sam and the werewolves. <sighs> Poor Sam. He, dude, never gets a break. He doesn't, does <laughs> Can he just have a regular girlfriend who doesn't turn evil or die? Yep. Or turn out to be a main ad. So anyway, he goes, he goes back to Malotte's where Lafayette, hey, hey Lafayette, <laughs> is without a proper storyline and just hanging out, drinking tequila and waving a shotgun around. <laughs> it was when Sam looked scared that someone was in the bar when we watched the episode. Paul said, "Who's after Sam?" And I said, "There's always someone after <laughs> Sam, <laughs> but we can't remember who." But season five was too long ago to remember what the what the fuck was going on. <laughs> in retrospect, I'm thinking that he was probably scared that it was Russell and Steve Newlin. Because obviously we know Steve, we knew we know that Russell's dead, but he doesn't. So he's probably thinking they were going to sharpen kidnap yes. wolf cub Emma. Emma. Yes. So okay. anyway, Lafayette he shows Sam and Emma that Luna's shape shifting as Steve Newlin is now all over the news. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. Will the repercussions of this event be Sam's major storyline in the show? Yeah, because I think so. Because in the books, it was kind of a big thing when the shifters and the werewolves came out of the. Out, out of the woods? So was, <laughs> not out of the coffin, out of the woods. So why does Sam make Lafayette promise uh, not to tell anyone he saw Sam there that night? Saw Sam there that night? I don't know. That's, does that make sense? <laughs> Are you confused by that? Yeah. I was confused by that. 
That does, yeah. <laughs> he said, no, don't tell anyone you saw me here. Do you feel like you missed an episode? I feel like there's something... With a few things. I'm, I'm so confused. <laughs> uh, La- Lafayette takes Emma off to do something with her hair. Yeah, never mind Emma's hair. What the fuck was Sam wearing? <laughs> he, was, he was just like a mangled, bloody... What? I think he stole some clothes from a corpse. Yeah, he could have stole some better clothes. Also, what is Lafayette's story going to be this year? What do you think? More ghost stuff? What was his story last year? <laughs> Well, ghost stuff and Jesus and Jesus's dad. Uh, oh yeah. And dad nuttiness and. Oh yeah, well, Jesus's head. Oh no, this. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. and the French. Uh, the ghost of the ghost n- nanny, the lady. Was nice that last ghost. season? It was wasn't it? Mm. I can't remember. I thought, oh, was I thought it was that the season before. Yeah, I'm getting confused. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> I've got pregnancy brain. That's what it is. <laughs> Do you think he'll try and exercise Lilith's ghost from Bill? That'd be, that'd be fun to watch. <laughs> like the way he pulled the Spanish ghost out of Marnie. Do you think he might have some, some homo thoughts about Bill as he's kind of still... Didn't he have them before when he had Bill's blood? Oh, that was Eric. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on, I keep thought, with the no. programme. I thought Sam dreams... Oh, Sam! Shirt, yeah. Oh, Sam! Are talking about Sam, are we? Oh, oh Lafayette. Oh, sorry, we're on Sam and Lafayette. Bit. I know, Sam's probably pissed off with Bill because last time we saw Bill, Bill said to kill him. Remember? Yes. <laughs> Last time we saw yes. Bill, Phil was in douchebag mode. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he was a Bill Almighty then, wasn't he? Yes. So anyway, over at the Bellfleur place. Uh, Andy's still in shock after seeing Morella give birth to quads. Uh, he gets a pep talk from Arlene and some nappy changing lessons from her and Terry. Ah. Hey, you notice how, how massive the babies look for newborns? Yeah, I hope my baby's not <laughs> that big. Uh, later on, it seems that Andy's fears about changing nappies are unfounded as the kids age three years overnight. <laughs> so they'll be fully grown adults in a few episodes' time. That's convenient. Hey, not only did they grow physically, though, they also learnt to talk and walk. Yeah, and, in uh, the space of a few hours. <laughs> would we like this if, if that really did happen, do you think? Uh, that would be really easy. <laughs> <laughs> They'd make the entire process easier. Uh, a few people have been wondering why these fairy... Uh, Part fairy babies have accelerated growth, but Sookie didn't. Uh, I think the reason is that Sookie's fairy heritage uh, goes back to at least her great grandparents, whereas ah. these babies are half fairy. Ah. So they got more fairy blood. Oh, and by the way, in case you noticed, the very classy classic trout flies t shirt that Andy was wearing. Did you notice mm-hmm. that t shirt? Yes, it was I did. Pretty, it was pretty smart. It was cool. Uh, I found the website where you can buy it online. Yes! So I'll put the link on, the, on our website <laughs> if you want a classic Trout Flies t-shirt. I'm going to write my letter to Santa. Right. Uh, so, yeah, so Jason hitches a ride. Still sulking that Suki picked her cool vampire buddies over him, uh, Jason thumbs a lift from a creepy guy in an ancient car. Oh, Jason. As we know, as we know <laughs> first rule of horror movies, Jason, is uh, do not accept lifts from obviously insane people. Yeah, especially people Come that are on. not concerned about giving you a lift even though you're covered in blood. Yeah. And it's the middle of the night and there's vampires on the rampage. Hey, did you, ha- did you notice who played the, uh, <laughs> the creepy stranger? Uh, yes, it was Rutger Howe. Of course it was. <laughs> from a Blade Runner and a Sin City. Uh, and Batman Begins. And a Dracula 3D. Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer the movie yeah. he's been in a few vampire things hey, it's funny how they introduced his character as, a, as pick, picking up a hitchhiker yes which is uh, one of his most famous roles uh, yes in, in horror movie The Hitcher yes yeah. <laughs> I think that was a nice little shout out to The Hitcher so uh, oh yeah Rutger Howe's character is uh, familiar with Bontomp 
Yeah. And says that he knows the Belfleur family and he used to have relatives there himself. Uh, Jason, Jason being Jason, proceeds to tell the sinister man all the secret vampire shit that he knows. Oh, Jason. Ah. <laughs> Uh, the man, yeah, he doesn't even... Didn't, didn't, do, didn't get much from his cop training, did he? No. Nah. <laughs> yeah, Rooker Howe doesn't, uh, doesn't seem even remotely surprised. And uh, responds, You cannot keep Waller away from Suki. Jason says, How do you know my sister's name? And Rooker Howe replies, Who the hell do you think I am? <laughs> <laughs> so that's my best Dutch accent. He <laughs> specifically says that he's Waller, he just implies it. Yeah, he doesn't actually say he's Waller, he just makes Jason think he is, so it's not really clear. And then he disappears, hmm. which is not a vampire power that we've ever seen. However, we also saw a shadowy ghost version of Warlow floating around in Sookie's bathroom. Yeah. Uh, so, who knows what sort of powers he's got. Yeah, maybe because he's one of the first vampires, he's got some special vampire skills that we don't know about. Yes. Uh, so, you know, yeah, there's some confusion about who Rukau is playing. Uh, he was named as Macklin mm-hmm. in the casting call. And we know that Warlow's first initial is M from the contract that he wrote about Suki. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's also been confirmed as playing Niall, who's a character from the books, who's a fairy. And on oh. Internet Movie Database, he's credited as playing both characters. Oh, Just that's... adding to the confusion. So it remains to be seen whether Macklin, Warlow and Niall Brigham... Possibly the same person, or it could be the same person, or it could be that they're uh, two separate people that look the same for some reason. Oh. <laughs> it would kind of be weird if it turned out that the vampires and fairies are all descended from Lilith, but it's like the the bloodline went two ways, hmm. kind of thing. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, in the books, Niall is actually Sookie and Jason's great grandfather, mm. and he's Claude, Claudine, and Claudette's grandfather. But this will have to pan out differently to the books because in the books, Gran has an affair with Niall's son and has two children by him. But in the show, it's been confirmed that Suki's grandfather was the one that was part fairy. Um, and obviously, he wasn't, he wasn't like less than half fairy because uh, he didn't age super fast like Andy's kids. Ah, okay. So, so the fairy thing goes back further in the show. Okay, so Billif, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Just one whole load of what the fuck. <laughs> so Suki and Jessica arrive at the Compton Mansion, uh, where they follow Bill's bloody footprints to his bedroom, uh, where there's a pile of red dust. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> Is this one of his new powers? He just turns dirt into dust, so he doesn't have to take showers anymore. Awesome, I'd like That's that. That's a crazy power, it just falls off. But anyhow, Bill is chilling out on his balcony. He's wearing season one Bill clothes and not shrieking or flying or doing any weird shit whatsoever. He's just looking like regular Bill dude. Yep, so, yeah, no, no more naked Billif. <laughs> um, at this point, uh, Nora and Eric fly in there, but Super Bill dispatches them easily. And then Suki stakes Bill in the back. What, what the, the fuck? fuck? Uh, seems a bit harsh. <laughs> oh, yeah, considering he was acting like totally normally before this. Um... But Bill, it doesn't seem fussed, and he demonstrates yet another new superpower by just pulling the stake he out. He just fucking pulls the stake out, yeah. Um, he also <laughs> claims... Uh, yeah, he, does, uh, he looks slightly offended that Suki would try to kill him. But, uh, but he promises not to do anyone any harm, and swears that even though he's the chosen one, he's still Bill Compton. He also claims he's not douchebag season 5 Bill anymore. Woohoo! So does this mean that all the shitty things that he did last season... We're purely down to getting off his tits on Lilith's blood <laughs> and Salome's flange. I think so. So he's just so we just writing off all this bad shit that he did. Yeah, he, right? just, he just went through a little phase. <laughs> so it was just yeah, he was he was he was on drugs. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, Suki, like the viewers, um, is not convinced by his good guy routine 
and demands that he leave Bontomp. Yeah. Luckily, Jessica is on hand as head cheerleader for Team Bill and tells everyone else to fuck off so she can have some quality time with her dead super dad. Then Bill causes a minor earthquake to make them all know that it's best that they don't fuck with him. Oh yeah, don't fuck with Bill. No. <laughs> so meanwhile, Bill uh, tucks Jessica into bed and tells her a nice bedtime story about General Sherman going, going mad with power even though he started out as an alright kind of guy. And uh, he asked Jessica to make sure he uses his new superpowers for good, not evil. So was this scene nice, or was this scene really creepy? <laughs> it was kind of creepy. <laughs> is it actually more sinister than Bill? Is acting it's, more all normal? Is it it's, weird? Yeah, it's yeah because nobody was expecting him to be acting all normal. So to see him like this is like what? <laughs> if I, if I, no, if I said John Locke. <clears throat> I don't want to give that. There's no spoilers by saying the name John Locke. But are we yeah. thinking John Locke or are we thinking Bill? I was, ki- <laughs> I was kind of thinking that he was just playing Jessica and he was like Lilith controlling Bill's body or something. Okay. But then that story about General Sherman, that was that was a Bill story, wasn't it? That was that was Daddy Bill that was talking. A, that was a story that was tucked away in his. In his head somewhere, and, and John Locke said the story. He <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Yeah, but he did look genuinely surprised when he suddenly demonstrated his new power of telekinesis. That's telekinesis, Carl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> telekinesis. Gonna have some fun with that power, Bill. Uh, so, yeah, let's tally up the Bill superpowers. We've got uh, resistance to flames. Um, flying. Immunity to staking. Uh, telekinesis. Uh, enhanced progeny summoning. Super strength. Uh, ability to cause earthquakes. He's got some weird shit where he sort of turns dirt into dust. Or you know? <laughs> so, uh, so, so what's next? What's next for Bill? Well, did did we not see a picture of him outside in the sunshine? We we might spoil it maybe. But no, oh, that, sorry. That, that could have been a dream sequence or something though, couldn't it? Yes. Or it could have been an offset could, photo. Or it could, <laughs> yes, be, true. While true. he's directing, but then uh, he wouldn't wear the Bill clothes, would he? If fa- he's directing. I think the fact that he wear them all the time. <laughs> he kind of dresses like that normally. <laughs> I think I don't know. The fact that he can get staked and survive makes me think he can probably daywalk. So what about um, what about telepathy? That would be kind of weird if, if he had the same power as Suki. They could just read each other's minds. What about the Warlow? Well, Warlow thing. The we're like projecting a spirit version. Now you, now you see me. Now you don't. That was oh yeah, teleportation like a, kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> maybe you can maybe you can slow down time. Hey, it's cool when he when he caught the. The glass of that was blood. that was pretty awesome. Uh, what about what about seeing future events? Do you think he can see into the future? Is he is he is he almighty? He can just oh, I think they could have a lot of fun with the Bill superpowers this season. Indestructible. <laughs> Matt, yeah, he's like Man of Steel now. And obviously, he can glamour people. He can probably do mass. Maybe maybe he can glamour people through the TV. He can appear on wow. TV and just glamour the whole population. Oh, at the end of <laughs> end of show. Anyway, back at Suki's house. Uh, Eric heads back to Suki's and, in a touching scene, gives her her house back. Oh, about bloody time. He also offers her money to move away. Um, but that would just be too sensible for the Sookster. Yeah. Uh, she does point out that she's had a load of Bill's blood, so if he wanted to kill her, he could do it anyway. Uh, the pair of them reminisce about when Suki was a stupid but hot virgin in season one, and Suki wishes she could go back to leading a normal life where she doesn't have to deal with serial killers, vampires, werewolves, shapeshifters, maenads, fairies, witches, 
and hearing everybody's thoughts in her head on a daily basis. And she isn't forever scrubbing bloodstains off her kitchen floor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen, Sookie. <laughs> but uh, realising she needs some time away from vampire weirdness just to get her head together, uh, she rescinds Eric's invitation from her house. Though her face looks like that of a woman crying out for some cock action. <laughs> yeah, I was a bit surprised when she done that. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I thought, I was thought, you? Uh, I wasn't expecting that, no. Um, outside, Nora is all cynical about Eric being in love with Sookie. And he gets pissy when she suggests using uh, the fairy to fight Billiff. Yeah, and then Nora kind of gives Sookie a weird look through the window as they leave. Yeah. And uh, fans have been questioning why Nora was kind of looking at her in that strange way. But I think it was because... I think Sookie kind of jealous, isn't she? But... I think it was jealous, but I think also Sookie was holding the contract from Warlow at the time. Oh. And do you think maybe Nora could smell that the contract was written in ancient vampire blood? Or ancient fairy. Or oh, ancient fairy. They smelled her. Oh, yeah, but then that'd just be Sookie's blood they could smell, isn't but it? I think, but, but she does already know about the Warlow mm. connection to the stackhouses, so maybe she's... Maybe she wants to use Warlow to fight Billiff. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, maybe. Maybe she's thinking, yes, Warlow could be the one to defeat Or maybe she's just jealous of Sookie and she wants Eric Cock all to herself. Yeah, maybe. A bit of brotherly cock maybe all to herself. Maybe they're going to fall out over the Sookster, because Nora wants to use her and Eric wants to... Abuse her. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, but... <laughs> but you, you thought it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, I, uh, meanwhile, over at Fantasia, uh, Pam and Tara are continuing to bicker about their non-existent romance, when yet another SWAT team shows up. Seriously, there's a SWAT team that answer to everything in this show. <laughs> <laughs> these, these guys are known as the, I think they're the Louisiana Anti-Vampire Task Force or something. Yeah. And they're here to enforce Governor Burrell's orders that all vampire businesses be shut down. Um, Pam and Tara don't take these tools very seriously until one of them shoots Tara with some new anti-vampire gun. Ooh, looks so, like Pam and Tara are in for some bad times. So is Pam going to be captured? Like, you know, making Eric realise how much he cares. I think Eric cares for her anyway. He does, yeah, he, was just he trying does. To, he was just trying to give her a bit like, of cold shoulder because <laughs> I don't know, he's Cause got so, a lot of shit on his yeah, going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's, there's, there's the end of the world and stuff. Anyways, it's cliffhanger time, because it wouldn't be true blood without cliffhanger. So uh, Bill is chilling out in his living room, reading a book. And, uh, and if you can tell us what book he's reading, please tell us, because uh, we'd like to know this sort of thing. Yeah. Um, then suddenly, three naked Liliths show up and get inside Bill. <laughs> Triple entry. <laughs> so, does this, so does this mean, like, the Bill is... Uh, do you remember that guy in Buffy... Who was controlled by Glory, the demon yes. chick? Yes, yeah, of course. Like half the time he was a normal dude, and then half the time he was Mental. controlled by an evil demon woman. So does he still have free will when he's not got Lilith inside him? But but then she's going to control his body. Oh. so maybe. So not like <laughs> so not like John Lockin lost. So then. yeah, so this means that the speech with Bill earlier was, was true. real. Was yes. true. That was real Bill. Oh, real Bill. Okay. That was real Bill earlier because now he's got Lilith inside him. You've got to yeah. get inside, your boy. <laughs> get inside the animals. <laughs> bit of Freddy got fingered for you. <laughs> get inside the animals. Anyway. Okay, so the general, the general reaction to this episode, then, what are we, what we saying? Well, wouldn't have known. Sookie had two babies. No. In the intervening time. No, she's, she's done quite well. <laughs> she looks exactly the same as she did at the end of last season. <laughs> Also, uh, despite losing Alan Ball, it seems like it's business as usual for the show, and it didn't seem... It didn't seem like the formula changed. No, it's the same. It's the same formula, but it's not. It's the same team of writers yeah. and the rest of the producers. And I think he's still overseeing things 
to some extent. But um So any fan complaints? Oh, you know, the usual Bill Suki Eric love triangle whining. Why isn't Suki with Eric yet? Why isn't Suki doing this and that? Uh, <laughs> Who gives a fuck? Uh, really? It's the end of the world. Come on. <laughs> there's other things to worry about. Do you think there's too many characters that are surplus to requirements? I think they need to start killing people, don't they? Oh. They need to start. It's, yeah, <laughs> too many goodens yeah. have survived, don't they? As we know from this, Game of yeah. Thrones. I think I kind of think the show needs to announce when it's going to end, so it can kind of up its game. Like, like Dexter did. Like Dexter, yeah. yeah. Last season, Dexter announced right. that the, this season would be its last, and kind that made... Kind of like Breaking Bad as well. Oh, Breaking Bad never had a bad season, though, did it? Oh, I just thought... Sort of Sopranos. Oh. oh. Best show ever. Watch The Sopranos. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and a, and a big complaint about the opening episode was that... Um, there are too many mysteries that we don't know the answer to. And I was thinking, why are you complaining that there's too many mysteries? You should try watching Lost. <laughs> <laughs> we waited like six seasons to find out what the smoke monster was. <laughs> okay, I would say the, the Panther Babies, all that. That's the only mystery that I can actually truly think. No, it's not, that's not even a mystery. That's just a, hey, what the fuck happened to that part of the show? That's, that's all. There's nothing, there's no mysteries, is there? Like, what? like what, what? Such as? Like what's Wallo and... Oh, but that's watch the fucking show and you'll find out, isn't it? <laughs> it's like they can't really, they can't reveal everything yeah. in the first episode. Come Give them a on. chance, otherwise there'd be no show. Oh dear. Uh, also, um, people didn't think it was a good start to the season, but I think that's a common complaint about the first episodes of seasons of True Blood, isn't it? Because it's often it's setting up the storylines. Sort of often, yeah, they're kind of low key because they're introducing new storylines, characters, and yeah. setting up. They're setting it all up, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. Set it up and they, they drag us in and yeah, we love it. It's, it's going to peak. <laughs> it's, it, peaks, it can't peak with the first episode. Come on. Uh, and and absent, absentees this episode. Uh, there's no Maxine. Yeah, no no Steve Newlin. No which, Steve Newlin. No Holly. Or... And, and no fairies. Hmm. Unless we saw... Unless Rutkerhauser fairy. <laughs> Maybe. No, who else? Any, no. It's like, yeah, it was Arlene, wasn't it? Terry and... It's some yeah, obviously there's Andy action and yeah, Sam and Lafayette and yeah, it's all all the good ones were there. All the yeah. good ones. Did you miss Hoyt? Who? <laughs> oh Hoyt! Um. <laughs> Did you notice Hoyt wasn't in that episode? Uh, I didn't know. I forgot about Hoyt. I, I didn't. Sorry, know, yeah. Hoyt. Sorry. <laughs> we just don't care. Oh, <laughs> he'll be back. He'll be. He'll probably be back, won't he? He'll be back. He'll be back to save the day, like. My hand solo and the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're clear, kid. Right. Okay. Anyway, let's, uh, let's talk about the music that was in this episode. Yes. Um, does that mean a, a musical jingle of some, some sort? <laughs> yeah, make up a jingle, quick. Okay. Uh, okay. Pressure. Music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Oh, funky. Okay. Oh, well, it's an easy week for music. Uh, Mickey Echo, Who Are You Really? End credits. That was, it, that was the only music. <laughs> and that was your music. <laughs> I suppose there was no scenes with people uh, drinking in the bar or... Yeah, no no emo music on the beach either. There's no emo beach music. No, there was minimal music. In there was episode. minimal music, wasn't there? There was a bit, obviously scene, there was kind of backing music in some scenes. Yeah, there was there? a score, but yeah, there's, the no, score. there's no other music. I can't remember the technical term for this, but yeah. 
Oh, anyway. In that case, on to our What the Fuck of the Week. What the fuck of the week is? Bill getting staked. Bill getting staked. So and surviving. <laughs> so they, they can't kill Bill. So so how could they kill Bill? How could they kill Bill? I still feel that Bill's going to turn human at some point. <laughs> I still feel like that's the end game. So when Bill got staked, yeah, that was when he was normal, nice Bill, and he didn't have he didn't have the Liliths inside him. He still got these superpowers when he's but he's not... still got the powers. Yeah. This is interesting. <laughs> Do you wish we'd seen him turn from bloody Bill to clean Bill? Do you wish there had been a, an actual... But when all the dirt turned to dust and just fell off. Yeah. And then well, he should we have hey, seen that? Is that? Let's put on my season one Henley shirt. Yeah, let's get this... <laughs> yeah, all my clothes disappeared and melted when I turned into a pool of shit. <laughs> let's put on my season one clothes. <laughs> Did you say Don Henley shirt? <laughs> Henley shirt. Oh, <laughs> That is, that is, I do believe that is the style of shirt that Bill wears, oh. if, unless I'm mistaken. <laughs> anyway, enough fashion. It's time for Line of the Week. And our Line of the Week is... Well, I've got news for you, Andy. Life ain't fair, and there ain't no Santa Claus neither. And when you stick Mr. Happy inside somebody's hoo-ha without a raincoat on, babies come out. Yes. <laughs> that was all into Andy. Oh, <laughs> that was hard. That was difficult. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was some good, that was some good advice. Okay, so it's one nil to Arlene. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one nil we to should, Arlene. We should keep a tally. Yes. It was close with the, there was a Lafayette line that I really liked about... That was, some, that was some crazy shit, and I've seen dance moms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was good. That was we need up. to see dance moms. <laughs> dance moms. <laughs> it sounds scary. Okay, now it's time for some news. Okay, so to start with some ratings, uh, 4.5 million viewers wow. tuned into the opening episode of season six, which is down from last year's premiere, which oh. had 5.2 million viewers. However, 17 million people were watching the NBA final at the time this year. Oh, that's bad timing. That is bad timing. <laughs> that's bad timing. So, uh, so there's probably a lot of viewers that TV'd it and Sky Plus'd it and yes, and watched it in various other Dan uh, ways. Yes. Uh, also, Ga- uh, Game of Thrones has overtaken True Blood as the second most popular HBO show ever after The Sopranos. Wow. Um, uh, Game of Thrones got 5.4 million viewers for its season three finale. Wow. Although, wow. to be fair, Game of Thrones finale did come after the most talked about episode of a TV show ever. Wow. So, yeah. so it's kind of inevitable that the ratings for the finale would have a huge boost. So that, that episode, episode nine, when, when, uh, oh, uh, and when, oh, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think you'll know, but, oh, jeez. <laughs> anyway. Oh, something about Game of Thrones. Okay, so in case you've been, in case you've been living under a rock, we'll just let you know that Anna Paquin and Stephen Moyer have had their twins, a boy and a girl. Yay. And their names are Poppy and Charlie. Oh, oh that's, that's beautiful. They're very, very British names. 
<laughs> Terribly British. I'm looking forward to seeing them in little West Ham shirts very soon. <laughs> the kid, they're like nine months old already. <laughs> we've just, we've just <laughs> revealed this to the world. Yeah, this is news. <laughs> this should be called olds. Old Not news, olds. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's been there's been some kerfuffle behind the scenes at True Blood following Alan Ball's resignation uh, to concentrate on other projects. Uh, yeah, new writer Mark Hudis initially took over as showrunner, but unfortunately, I don't know what happened, uh, maybe he wasn't cut out for the role, because uh, he stepped down after shooting only three episodes of season six, oh. and was then replaced by Brian Buckner, who's been a staff writer and producer on the show since season one. That's, that happens a lot in TV shows, that's, that's isn't it? exactly... Is it, is it such a high-pressured thing, or...? It's the same thing happened with The Walking Dead. Yeah, it recently, does. Yes, it? they went through three show runs, but that was because the network, whatever. Oh, what's the show, what was Walking well, Dead? It's just so, such an intense thing. You can only make a certain amount of episodes before you run out. Of you burn ideas. out. I don't know. Doctor Who as well, isn't it? Didn't. Oh well. Yeah. Well, that was Russell T Davis. Kind of. He stepped down after a yeah. few seasons. Yeah. Doctor Who. Wow. The... <laughs> oh Jesus. But, but yeah, Alan Ball's now producing um, <laughs> Banshee, which we haven't watched yet. No. We did Sky Plus an episode. That, has that been getting rave reviews? Some or? of the people that I know that have watched it have said it's really amazing. Yeah. And other people have said it's too violent and too sexy. Yeah. So, yeah, sounds good. <laughs> um, apparently, also because of uh, Anna, Anna Paquin's maternity leave, there are only ten episodes this season. <gasps> only ten episodes? Like Game of Thrones. <laughs> I'm talking about Game of Thrones. <laughs> I love Game of Thrones. I kind of think I kind of think that might be a good thing to just have ten episodes. Yeah, ten's a good number. Yeah, because when you you've got to kind of keep it tight and there's no room for filler hmm. when you've just got ten episodes. Yeah, I mean who needs twenty four episodes of one show? <laughs> twenty four, come on. Um also this is something that excites me. Um Anna Paquin. It's in the new X-Men film. Yes. yes. X-Men repri- reprising her role Rogue, Rogue, Rogue obviously. Rogue is back. In um, X-Men Days of Future Past, which is going to be the best movie ever made. Yes. Well, <laughs> apart from the Frank Sidebottom movie, which is also going to be the best movie ever made. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. There's a Michael Fassbender kick here. Uh, do you know what? Sorry to, sorry to go off topic, but... In the comics, Rogue and Magneto kind of have a bit of romance. So I'm wondering if uh, oh. if Anna Paquin, Michael Fassbender, time travel romance thing's going to happen in the new film. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's probably, I can't imagine that she's in the new X-Men film much because I think it's mainly the kind of 1970s stuff with cameos from the future with the new X-Men people. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, no, as you know, I don't, I don't know much about the books stuff, but... I do know that the books came to an end. The books have finished. The thirteenth book was published. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I heard that all the fans are really happy. <laughs> Everyone's so pleased. Is that true? <laughs> no, no. Uh, some fans are so upset about how the books ended that they've they've sent poor Charlene Harris death threats and suicide oh, threats. People, come on. People, this is retarded. <laughs> if, if you're summoning people that are doing stuff like that, that's bad. That's bad. <laughs> I was going to say, bad juju, that's bad, don't <laughs> that's, do that, if, if you, come on. If, if you're threatening to kill yourself or to kill Charlene Harris... Then you're mental. Then you're, then you're a bit of a cunt, to be honest. Yeah, there's no, there's no need for <laughs> there's that. There's no need for that, is there? Anyway, uh, so, but we're going to continue this discussion at the start of the spoilers section in case you haven't read all the books yet and you don't want to know how they end. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Do you know how they end? No, I don't know. Oh, well, I'm going to reveal it to you oh, awesome. after... Oh, I won't listen. I'll, I'll, I'll just wind forward the spoilers section when I listen to the podcast. I don't want to know. <laughs> oh, okay, so uh, tune out now if you don't know any spoilers about the books or about the uh, okay. 
about the next week's episode. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, are you ready, Paul? No, I've, I've tuned out. <laughs> okay, the final book, Dead Ever After, ends with Suki getting together with... Drumroll! Sam. <gasps> wow! Wow! Really? Suki and Sam, happy ever after. Is that why Luna died? <laughs> I, don't, I was kind of thinking, now that Luna's dead, ah. this could be the ending to the show as well, couldn't it? Because Charlene Harris always said she didn't want Suki to become a vampire. So, 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 hang on a sec, going back, <laughs> going back to the news. So what, people sent Charlene Harris death threats because Suki got together with Sam? Yes. They sent lady death threats for that. <laughs> that's terrible. That's a, that's, what's wrong with that ending? That's a good ending. She, she don't want to end up with stinky old dead vampires. She, she don't want to end up with a werewolf. And Sam and her were always close in season one anyway, weren't they? That's oh, kind of... you shipping Suki and Sam? Yeah, I'm happy with that. Team okay. SS. <laughs> oh, hang on, that's wrong. That sounded really wrong. <laughs> that sounded really wrong, yes. Team Suki and Sam. Well, I think it makes sense with the fact that she can't have kids with a vampire and she's not going to become a vampire, so eventually she's going to get old and die anyway, so why would be with someone that's got eternal yeah. life? I think it makes sense. That's a good ending. We're going to send you some flowers, Charlene Harris. Yeah, well done, Charlene. I haven't actually read the last Congratulations. Book yet, so I don't think it's out here yet. <laughs> So are you are you saying that's the that, that's the show ending as well then? That's where they're going to lead it. I kind of think they might I'd take happy, it that I'd way. I'd be happy with that. Yeah, and then they have a flash, and then the show ends with like a flash forward to three hundred years time with all the vampires kind of ruling the world. Yes, <laughs> Charlene Harris. Oh no, the show show people listen to that's ideas. We like this. Um, okay, we've got some casting calls uh, for this season. We mentioned that characters will be around for season seven as well. So this, yes. definitely, this is definitely not the end or the last season of True Blood, then? Nope. So, well, there's no confirmation whether season seven will be the last one either. Oh, surely. It could go on. Surely. Season eight, season nine. <laughs> oh, Buffy, Buffy lasted season uh, seven seasons, didn't Buffy it? lasted seven seasons. Lost only lasted six. six. Yeah. And it was the greatest show ever. Yes. Apart from The Sopranos. That was seven <laughs> and a bit, wasn't it? Or six and six a bit. Six and a bit. Seven and a bit. Six and a bit. I can't yeah. Remember. That was fucking awesome. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> anyway, so spoilers for next week's episode. Uh, which is just going to be called The Sun. Oh. Uh, Suki meets a handsome stranger. Eric takes on the governor. Bill contemplates his new superpowers. And, uh, and here's an- another synopsis. Uh, a long-lost relative reveals himself to Jason and Suki. Um, after Tara is victimised by a new government weapon, Eric takes matters into his own hands in an effort to thwart Burrell's anti-vampire initiatives. On the road to work, Suki is drawn to a handsome stranger who shares her fairy abilities. Hmm... Um, Sam is unnerved by supernatural rights zealot Nicole and is comforted by Elsie the Martha. <laughs> Confronted. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that sounded weird. Slash. Comforted. Slash. <laughs> yeah, that's a slash stuff. Well, you carry on. I can't talk. I'm tongue-tied. Uh, I'm still uh, Sam's com- confronted <laughs> by Elsie the Martha about Emma's future. Unpredictable. <laughs> uh, Bill, <laughs> yeah. Bill contemplates the scope of his heightened powers. And also, also, <laughs> Sean from EastEnders will play Suki's new fairy love interest. And if you, if you guys, I'm sure everyone knows what EastEnders uh, is. EastEnders is a cultural but it, phenomenon. But it truly is my favourite BBC show here in England. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Basically, for people that don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> my, my, we obviously... A, here in England, we have this show called EastEnders, and it's a soap opera. And it's been running since the early 80s, and, and Paul really likes it. Obviously, we've got Steve Newlin on our show before. 
But if we can get Sean from EastEnders on our show, <laughs> oh my God, podcasting history will be made. <laughs> old, old die happy man. <laughs> so yeah, that's our next mission. So okay. yes. Oh yeah, well, I've got a couple of links for you on the website. Um, uh, the link to the, the, the fish t-shirt that Andy's wearing, um, uh, if you want to buy that. And also, this amazing thing I found, which is the everything in True Blood explained in 36, uh, 36 GIFs. Wow. So if you're a fan of GIFs, and uh, you, uh, then check this out. It's, just, it's amazing. It's <laughs> really fantastic. <laughs> and uh, I think that's it for so this week. So that's done. That's us done. Dusted. Episode one. Done. It, it's a wrap. It Not, is a wrap. Only nine more to go. Yes. Okay. So uh, enjoy the next episode. Yeah, enjoy, enjoy episode two. And well, talk to you soon. Talk to you next week. Bye for now. Bye.